Let's just pray for a moment. My gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks for this morning. We give you thanks for your great love that you gave Jesus Christ to us. We give you thanks for your great love that Jesus was one of us, lived a life amongst us. We give you thanks that Jesus bore our sins upon the cross. And we give you thanks that Jesus rose again from the dead. Our Lord, we give you thanks in all these things. And we ask that you bless us today. Amen. We're in our series looking at the perspectives of the cross. And in this series, we have been looking at various individuals and their own unique perspectives of how they would have viewed the cross and the events of Easter. Over the weeks, we have looked at Lazarus and how he had been raised to life and when he would encounter the death of Jesus, how that would have rocked his soul and who was this person that was able to raise me but is hanging on the cross? And it challenges us to think about what our perspective is. We have looked at the various crowds that interacted with Jesus, some to praise him and some to condemn him. We have looked at Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the pain and the heartache she would have had seeing her son dying on the cross. On Good Friday, we looked at people who surrounded the cross, Simon of Cyrene, the soldiers, the criminals hanging on either side, and Joseph of Arimathea. We're here today in the midst of this story, of the Easter story. And we know what has happened so far, but let's just recap for ourselves. On Friday, Jesus was led out to a place called Calvary. There he was crucified. He was executed. He died and he was placed in a tomb and a stone had been rolled across it. And Saturday had come and that was the Sabbath, the day of rest, and nobody was allowed to go and do anything. And today, Sunday, we come and we come and we, part, we enter into the story again. And so I want to share with you a reading from the Bible from Luke's Gospel, which gives us the story of that Sunday morning. And we will look at the perspective today of the women that encountered that tomb. So let us hear from Luke's Gospel. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. And so they went in, didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And as they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. And then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. 
Then they remembered all that he had said to that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell the eleven disciples and everyone else what else, what had happened. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. And so when we start to think about how the women in this moment coming to that tomb, what their perspectives would have been of the cross at that moment, we realise that there are a number of different perspectives they would have flowed through. Think about this for a moment. The women were coming to finish the job of properly embalming Jesus' body. You know, he'd been wrapped in cloth, but they needed to provide the spices. They were prepared to find the dead body of Jesus because, as the scripture says, they had already prepared the spices. They weren't looking for a Jesus that had risen. They were looking for a Jesus that had died and was still in the tomb. And they were finishing off the job they couldn't do on the Saturday morning because of the Sabbath. They had to wait from the Friday through all of that Saturday to this Sunday morning. And they would have been waiting in grief, full of grief, not understanding what Jesus had told them earlier about his need to die and be resurrected. So the first of our perspectives that the women have is grief. Grief is their first perspective of the cross and what Jesus has done. The cross was to them death. It was loss, it was pain, it was grief. So do you today view the cross of Christ do you, do you view Easter in that same perspective from grief? Have you left yourself, have you left Jesus in the tomb or hanging on the cross? Do you think that Jesus was just a man and that the resurrection didn't happen? Are you always expecting Jesus to be in that tomb dead? And the power and the grace and the forgiveness of God just really is so much less if you leave him there. If you only expect Jesus to be dead, then that's what your faith will end up being. It will be dead because Jesus is alive and our perspective should actually change to celebrate this. So each person, each person in their own uniqueness grieves differently, don't we? There are, but there are some common behavioural, emotional and psychological signs and physical signs that we have when we are experiencing grief. Symptoms that that people are grieving typically experience. And the women would have been experiencing these same signs of grief when they entered that tomb. And one of the signs of grief that affect people is, is confusion. We often get a little confused when we're grieving. And when we read the story, we find what happens. The women were confused. They were puzzled at the scene that had come in front of them. However, this confusion was not based solely out of their grief. This confusion was because they were expecting one thing and they encountered something completely different. It had changed. It wasn't the same. 
The stone had been rolled away. The body of Jesus that they expected to be embalming at that moment was not there and they were confused. And what happens in confusion is our second perspective that these women go through. I hazard a guess if we think about this seriously for a lot of people. Their view of the cross and the Easter is actually one of confusion. They expect one thing and something else is there. Something wonderful has happened, yet they're confused because they expect that it's going to happen this way. So many people in our society now live in this moment of looking at the cross of Christ and the resurrection of Christ through their perspective of confusion because they expect Jesus to be dead and they cannot accept the fact that he's risen. And so they have this conflict, they have this confusion in themselves. Confusion for us happens when we approach this amazing and wonderful event of Easter with a preconceived idea about who and what Jesus is. But you realise God breaks through and has something special and amazing for you and in store for you. Easter's not about the hypes about chocolate or eggs or bunnies or hot cross buns or anything else like that. Easter is about the most amazing, world-shattering love of God being made known to us. Easter is not about what we do, but it's about what Jesus has done. It's how he bore our sins upon the cross for the whole world. And through his resurrection to life again, he's broken the power of death that we may have access to life everlasting, that we may be able to have a right relation, a close relationship with our God the maker and creator of all of the universe. And if we have faith and we believe in Jesus, then we will be able to have that as well. Grief, while it was the starting point of the perspective for the women about the cross and the the death of Jesus, it was quickly replaced by confusion on that Easter morning. But that was not the final perspective that these women have. They move through from, from grief to confusion and then they come to this moment when they encounter the heavenly beings their confusion was changed to understanding and delight and so our third perspective of the cross that we see within the women today on that Easter morning is understanding and delight see the women were reminded of the words of Jesus it says remember what he told you back in Galilee that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. And they remembered that he had said this, and so they rushed back from the tomb to tell the 11 disciples and everyone else, and I love that statement, and everyone else what had happened. See, understanding replaces confusion when the basis of that confusion is explained. Do you get what I'm saying? When you're confused about something, when you have competing things and you're not sure about it, when understanding comes, when that confusion is explained, what the, the barrier gets broken down. 
And this happened for the women when the heavenly beings reminded them what Jesus had said, that his own very words, he said that he must die and that he would rise again. And they realised that this is true. Today I don't want us just to stay in our confusion of the events of Easter and of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. I want you to understand. I want you to have that perspective of understanding that leads you to to want to tell others about the great love of God found in Jesus Christ. Notice how that perspective interplays with one another. The women had had great delight. You know, the delight they had was, was shown because they wanted to tell the 11. It wasn't that, oh, we didn't find a body and we're afraid and confused and we stayed in the confusion and so we hid and didn't do anything. They went and told the 11 and then they went and told everybody else about this. They had great delight in telling everybody. They had joy in their heart because they knew that Jesus had been risen. And why did they have great delight? Because they had great grief. Jesus, who they thought was dead, is now alive and they are delighted. And they rushed back to tell the disciples about this. So today on this Easter morning, what perspective of the cross of Christ and the events of Easter do you have? Do you find yourself staying in the moment of grief? where you've left the body of Christ in the tomb or hanging on the cross, and that is it? Do you find yourself on the perspective of confusion, where you can't reconcile the fact that a person can be God, in fact, Jesus Christ can be raised to life again? Are you confused? Are you conflicted about that? Or have you moved to the point of understanding and delight in your life? Have you moved to the point of understanding the need that Jesus had to die so that we could come close, that he would be an atonement for our sins, that we could come close to God because of what he has done? Have you come to the understanding that he had to raise again to show that he's broken the power of death and that we can have everlasting life with God? Have you come to that point and so you are delighted? Is Easter a time of delight for you? Is that the perspective that you view Easter from? I know where I stand. I stand in that moment of delight. I stand in the fact that I am joyous because of what Jesus has done. I am joyous because of what Easter means. And I would love it if you do too. I would love it if you could move through those moments of grief of confusion to understanding and delight as well. If there are questions that you want to ask, ask. Find one of the people here and ask them and they will be most willing to to work with you and talk with you about it. Because this is a moment to come to a point where you can delight and understand the great love of God for you. So let us pray today. So as we pray, I'm going to invite you to bow your heads. And if you feel so led that you want to invite Jesus into your life, that you actually want to say, yes, I want to believe in Jesus Christ, 
I'm going to invite you in a moment to put your hand up and pray with me a prayer that we will pray together. But let's pray for it right now. Oh Lord, I just pray for everybody today. That we may have an understanding of the death and resurrection of Jesus. That brings us to a point of joy and delight. That we will come to Jesus today and seek him as our Lord and Saviour. I pray that we will place our trust and our life to follow Jesus and become a fully devoted disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if God is calling in your heart today or in your mind today, if the story of the resurrection of Jesus has caused you to want to know more, then don't wait a moment longer to start a new life in Christ. This is not a magic formula, this is an invitation. You're expressing your heart to God. So if you want to know, have this, if you want to have a new life in Christ, I invite you to put your hand up so that you may come and pray this prayer with me now. Oh God, I know that I have broken your laws and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry. And now I want to turn to you from my past sinful life and towards you. Please forgive me and help me avoid sinning again because I believe that your son Jesus Christ died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, is alive and hears my prayers. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.